Oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we're getting a little bit of feedback there, and it stops. We are recording through the stereo app, and sometimes it seems to do that. Let's reset. Woo! <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Slum Society Show once again. I am your host, as always, and your nutritionist, Connor Rhodes, and today I am joined once again by my consistent co-host, the powerful Lynn Robertson, also from Slum Society, and today we're going to be talking about some semblance or... Something alluding to food quality versus food quantity. The question we are going to be asking and talking about today is, quote, could I really eat all of my calories in crisps and chocolate and still lose weight? First, though, I'd just like to say hello to Lynn and ask, how are you today, my dear? Hi, Connor. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yep, you're coming through loud and clear. It sounds like there's a mild bit of, I don't know, disturbance and feedback on my end, but it's just the ways of the internet, isn't it? Mm, okay. No, it's just that I'm in a different room today. I can't use my normal room that I used before, so I'm in a different room, and I just wondered if the internet was all right in this room, but it's as good as I've got at the minute, I'm afraid, so hopefully it's okay. Well, we seem to be coming through loud and clear right now. Whatever, whatever happens and whatever goes on, we shall work with it. How are you today, though, my dear? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay today. Yeah, yeah. I'm not don't feel a hundred percent, but uh, but I'm okay. I've got some little slight health problems at the minute, but I'm okay. I'm okay. It's nothing major at all. So, um, but the sun's shining anyway. It looks as if it is out of the window, so that's good. Yes, I'm about to go for a long walk today as I'm about to walk from Sheffield Centre to Sheffield Arena to get my COVID vaccine, don't you know? Oh, I'm having mine on Friday. I'm behind everybody. I um, When I went to book mine, because I'm nearly 60, so all of my friends of my age have all had theirs by now. Uh, but when I went to book mine, the earliest date I could get was next Friday. And then soon after that, I got a text message from the doctor saying, do you want to book a jab? And silly me, so I said no, because I've already booked one. But it turns out now if I'd have got, said yes to the doctor's one, I would have already had it by now. But never mind, never mind. The fact that I'm going to have it is um, important, isn't it? Not necessarily when. Yeah, coming up soon as well. So that's good for me and it's good for you, isn't it? I feel, feel like I would have been earlier on the list as well. I actually yeah. wasn't registered at a GP. <laughs> it, it, right. it turned out. I've, not, I've, I've literally not been to the GP since I was at university. So I was like flipping 20 <laughs> or something. I don't even know. Literally, and then I've moved house flipping four times into a completely different city and all this kind of business. And it's just, it never came up that I had to register. Um, yeah, I know. So I've just never switched or done anything like that. So as soon as I switched to the doc- to a doctor's, a GP service here in Sheffield, um, I got a text like three days later, book vaccine, book vaccine. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and wow. what's what what's going on with your health? Do you want to talk about it now, or do you want to talk about it later off the podcast? If you don't mind me asking. No, we'll talk. We'll talk about it off the podcast. It's not something I want to talk about on here. But it's not. It's not major. It's not major at all. It's just some some problem that I had that I thought had gone away and it hasn't gone away. So it's a bit of a pain, really. I was meant to have an operation the first day of lockdown, believe it or not, one year ago, mm. as at two or three days ago. I was meant to have an operation. And, of course, it got cancelled because of lockdown. And then all of the symptoms went away. So it was like, uh, oh, right, well, don't really need the op anyway. 
but obviously I think I do. It's come back again now. So uh, I'm booked back in to see um, a consultant next week. So it's a bit rubbish, really, because I thought it had gone away. But and, and interestingly enough, I'm not going to go into details about what the problem is, but I think losing the weight make, made the symptoms go away. Or I thought that they had. And the fact that I've not put weight back on again, but the symptoms have come back, maybe maybe I'm wrong there. But that's what the consultant said, that the weight that I'd lost could have uh, made a difference. But um, But it's come back anyway, so never mind, never mind. Interesting, my dear. Let's um, mm. let's definitely catch up about that after the podcast. Then, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, And I'd know, I'd love to know what the consultants are saying, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Today, though, mm. we've come to talk about your question, or it's not necessarily your question, but you proposed this mm. as a topic. You you sent me a message saying, "Topic for next podcast: Quote: Could I really eat all of my calories in crisps and chocolate and still lose weight so what what were you thinking along these lines and why did this question come to you um there's a few things really um usually i get my inspiration from the posts that people put into our group when people post in there on a daily basis and i look at yep. them and think mm, you know i know the answer to that or that's interesting you can tell that that's a new person or, or things such as that and this was the same, that somebody posted something that made me think, ah, they don't realise. And then I thought, do I actually understand it? I thought, right, OK, that's a, a good conversation thing. And then I've got some other things associated with that that I wanted to fire at you and put you on the spot, Mr. Connor Rose. Ooh, that's uh, beautiful. <laughs> to, uh, to actually answer that. But, yeah, the, the question really is, um, are all calories equal? That was my question and Ooh. I thought about this morning. Are all calories equal? And what I mean by that, and, you know, obviously you're going to come in and, uh, and explain it from a nutritional perspective and a science perspective and that. I know that some foods are not equal in inverted commas, as in some foods don't fill you up. Some foods will might make you feel sick. Some foods might upset your stomach some foods might bloat you some foods might give you constipation some foods might make you have diarrhea some food and that's an um, an individual perspective so some people will say oh I can't eat pasta a friend of mine says I can't eat pasta and I'll say why can't you eat pasta you know she's on Slimming World and she'll say I can't eat pasta I'll say well on Slimming World pasta's free why can't you eat it and she goes oh no no I don't mean to do with the Slimming World thing I mean I can't eat pasta because it makes me feel really ill. It bloats me out and makes me feel like this, that and the other. So I know that there's foods that people will say, I can't eat that. And that's more down to their health and their how it makes them feel. But my question really was, um, if I've got um, a um, calorie maintenance level of whatever, so that that's 1,800, 2,000, 2,200, whatever it is, can I choose to eat all of that in, and I'll put inverted commas again, bad calories? And what I know we've had this conversation before as to what's good and what's bad, but I'm talking about chocolate, beer, crisps, lard, fat, that kind of stuff. Stuff that is not, not substantial food, not protein, not, not whatever. It's just sugar, basically, and fat. Can I eat that and still lose weight? That's my question. Oh, right. Well, that's fantastic. This is going to be a great topic, isn't it? And though I feel like there was a few questions and points in there already. Because oh. the, fir the first way you phrased it was something along the lines of, are all calories equal? Which, yes. 
Yeah, then it depends what we're talking about. Equal in terms of what? Equal in terms of pure fat loss? Well, you could say if we talk about first what a calorie is, a calorie is a, a unit of measurement. So it's like the equivalent of, you know how you can measure something in, you can measure heat in centigrade? Yes. Or Fahrenheit? Yes. Yeah, you can, you can also, you, you can convert calories into, or, or centigrade or Fahrenheit heat into calories or something like this. Um, mm. It's just, it's literally a unit measurement of energy. Well, that's what calories are. So is a calorie a calorie? Yes, because that would be like saying, is heat heat? Or is yes. energy energy? Of course it is. Of course it is. So a calorie is always a calorie because energy for the body is always energy for the body. If it's not a calorie, then I would assume it's something non-digestible, maybe like, I don't know, plastic or tree yeah. bark. <laughs> then yeah. If it, yeah. yeah, if it's got no calories, it's either water, which is absorbed in a different way, or it's, I don't know, just something non-digestible. If it's energy for the body and usable energy for the body, then yes, it's, it's calories. And in terms of fat loss... The calorie deficit created always determines the amount of fat lost. And there's basically no other sort of, there's no ways around that. And there's not really many caveats to that. That's just, it's like them's the rules. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah, the size of the calorie deficit created determines the amount of fat lost. That's how it goes. Because your body requires a certain amount of calories or let's say energy for the body per day. And that depends on a lot of things. That does depend on a lot of things. Height, weight, movement, metabolism. Some people's hormones are different to other people's. You know, loads of things. People's genetics are different. But each person's body requires a certain amount of energy per day. If you don't give your body enough energy, your body must suck some of its body fat out and then burn it. Otherwise, you die. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, die. Yeah. yeah, because where's your energy going to come from? You've only got body fat and food. That's basically it. You've got muscle mass as well. Okay, you could use that, but that's not preferable. So we've got body fat and we've got food. So if you don't give yourself enough food, you use some of your fat. This is how it goes. This is how, how body fat loss works. And that system never fails, thankfully. Otherwise, you'd see people dropping dead in the street just because they've missed a sandwich. Yeah. If you, for, yeah, the first time you missed a meal, you'd be a goner. But we all know that's not real. We all know that's not how it works. You can go for a, some people feel better if they go for a good amount of time without eating, <laughs> depending on what your situation is. And 24 hour fasting and stuff like this, it's a thing. People don't die. Intermittent fasting, you can skip meals. It's good sometimes to eat less. Um, so are calories calories? Yes, because energy is energy, of course. The calorie deficit always determines the fat loss. Yes. But in terms of everything else, there's a giant and whole lot of howevers. <laughs> okay. There's about there's about one million howevers we could throw in there because, like, if we're talking just pure fat loss, then we could say that all calories are similar. Like they they the calories that come into the body, yes, the deficit determines the fat loss, but then the makeup of the calories still matters and makes a difference, doesn't it? You know this because you just mentioned protein. Yep. Yeah, so some calories for the body. So in terms of the fat loss, the deficit's the same. But in terms of everything else, in terms of the human body, obviously different stuff comes in. It has different effects, doesn't it? So do all types of calories affect you the same? No. I know. And that wasn't my question. I know know that. I don't know how many people will know that. But my specific question was, um, 
you know, if if I'm allowed 1,800 calories to stay the same and I have 1,500 calories, i.e. a 300-calorie deficit, but I have yep. my 1,500 calories in chocolate, beer and crisps, will I still lose weight? And your answer to that is, yes, you will. Definitely, you're yeah. in a calorie deficit no matter what. And I yep. think that that is amazing, as in, I don't think, I think, well, I'm sure there's a lot of people who wouldn't think that that was true. A lot of people still disagree. I literally did a podcast two days ago with one of my good friends, a an excellent nutritionist, a very smart guy and a good personal trainer. Um, and he said the exact same thing. He said, there's still people you can go online today and they'll tell you it's your hormones that's stopping you losing weight. Or they'll tell yeah. you it's the carbs. Or they'll tell yeah. you it's this or that. Or the, it's your it's your lack of this supplement that I just happened to sell. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's stopping you losing the weight. But it's not. Is it? It's it's always the calorie deficit, fundamental. Those are the that's the underlying principle and fact, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's just fascinating, isn't it? Really fascinating because I always remember years ago when I worked in an, in this particular office, there was a really, really, really thin girl. I mean, really thin, and on her desk was always chocolate crisps biscuits i've never seen so much food on anybody's desk in my life um and she just had this food on her desk and i used to look and think how can she eat all that food and still be slim i now realize two things as i've grown older and and much wiser one of the things is that food on her desk was pretty much there all the time as in i think it was there but i don't think she, she can't be eating it <laughs> yeah i don't think she ate much of it uh, because you'd go past, you know, and like a few days later, it'd look exactly the same. So I think I, you know, I used to have this idea that she's eating chocolate crisps and everything and um, and still being slim. Uh, but I don't think she actually ate that much. But then on the other hand, I once did have a conversation with her about how do you manage to eat all this crap, basically, and still lose weight. And really, that was all that she was eating. She never had any breakfast. She came into work and had a couple of biscuits. She never had any lunch. She had a couple of things that was out on her desk. And then she'd go home and hardly have any um, evening mm. meal or anything. So at the end of the day, she was surviving. Uh, well, surviving, you know, as in staying the same, you know, not losing weight and not putting any on. By eating rubbish, really, if you want to call it that. Uh, but she will have been eating enough calories to stay the same, won't she? Well, she must have been. There aren't there yeah. aren't any other options, are there? If you intake, like we, we said, everybody's body's got a calorie need and requirement per day. Some people's are higher than others. Some people like have naturally fast metabolisms and stuff. That is a variation of about maybe 10% plus or minus. So 20% variance apart from extenuating circumstances. So some people can have a little bit of a faster met metabolism. It's not like there's some people that can just eat whatever they want and they, well, unless they don't want much. So maybe I shouldn't say that. Could yeah. eat, yeah, let's yeah. just say yeah, because that's an important point, isn't it? So maybe I should say there aren't yeah. people that can just consume, I don't know, three, four, five thousand calories per day and just not put on weight. That's not real. Not unless they do no. loads of movement or they're 11 and a half foot tall or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But when, so when you see these people, and we've all known those people at, at, at work in both ways, in both ways, you see yeah. people, you only ever eat, see them eat salads, but they're overweight. And you see people yeah. who only ever see, look like the crap, but they're slim. So there can be yeah. only there can only be one answer to both of these 
things and it's the balance overall. So the person, you might only see them eat salads, but it's what they eat the rest of the time, isn't it? What are they doing on weekends? Maybe they're eating yeah. only at calorie maintenance. Maybe they're not actually gaining weight. So maybe they're not just losing, you know. And most ladies yeah. don't have to eat that much, even if you've got a decent amount of weight to lose to end up staying the same weight. You have to take your calories quite low to lose for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so they're not necessarily eating that much, but it's what else they eat. And when you see those people eating all the crap and you see them eating crap at work, exactly like you said, maybe they're not having breakfast. Maybe they don't eat much on a weekend. There's some people that stay in bed until like 11 and then they just pot around and then they'll have a coffee at like two and then they'll eat an evening meal on yeah. a weekend. Some people eat loads. So it's just different, isn't it? It's just different, but it's always about that calorie balance somewhere, somehow. But it's perception, isn't it, as well? You know, that my perception of that woman was, how could she stay that slim and eat all that chocolate and crisps and, and biscuits? But you're not seeing the full picture, are you? You're just seeing a, a snapshot of that person's life. That's a very important point, yeah, and this is why it's important not to try to compare to other people isn't it because we don't really have enough information about them most of the time so when you see what people are doing that's that's sometimes only what they want you to see isn't it it's yeah yeah who knows what but people think, are doing the rest of the time yeah but i think coming back to what we're saying then um you're confirming um and i you know i pretty much already knew this part anyway but i, I thought it would be worth exploring it further that it doesn't matter as far as fat loss is concerned, and that's the specific thing. doesn't matter yeah. what you eat your calories in, uh, whether that is alcohol, pure, you know, just alcohol or, or, or crisps or chocolate or lots of lard and fat and butter and all that kind of thing. It doesn't matter what you eat your calories in. As long as you are in a deficit, you will lose weight. So that's that's a fact. Isn't we, we, yeah we can tick that but i've got a huge however and but yes. <laughs> uh, yeah 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 because yeah. so, because yeah. i would say i would say yes theoretically i would yes. say in practicality or reality i would say mm, there's there's more to it than just that yes you are right in a in a hypothetical situation if for some instance somebody did just eat 1200 or 1500 calories or something like this um of junk food and that was under their calorie maintenance or metabolism level that was less than the amount of the food they re their body required for the day in terms of calories and pure energy overall then yes their body would have to draw some of its body fat reserves out and then burn them off to sustain that person and keep them alive so yes they would lose body fat. That's however that yes, that's the base level of it. So the calorie deficit determines the fat loss, but the foods that you eat determines whether as an actual human with an actual life, whether you can actually create that calorie deficit or not. Because for for most people, it's it's not easy, and the more junk food you eat, that kind of makes it harder. So if you, it, yes. it's like the the deficit determines the result, but the foods that you eat determine whether you can actually manage to get and sustain that result. If that makes sense, yeah. because like yeah. you said, like you said, one of your very first points were there's some foods that make you feel fuller for longer. There's some foods that don't fill you up at all. There's some foods that might spike your cravings. There's some foods that you find satisfying. There's some foods that send you off on an eating spiral sometimes. And there's some foods that don't, isn't there? It's, it's for every single person. Um, so calories in, calories out, like energy balance, the science and biology of it never fails. But what foods you eat does matter, definitely. It's it, number one in terms of how easy it is to create the deficit. 
but then I would say number two, back to your other point, you mentioned digestion, but I would expand mm. that out to health in general. Yes. Because yes, if you if you went on a junk food diet, probably your digestion's not going to be good because you're going to have super low fiber. You're eating like chocolates, flipping mush before you even swallow it. It literally gets melted and it's called masticated. That means with an S-T there, that's a specific yeah. pronunciation. It's a specific, specific pronunciation. Uh, it's ma- masticated by the mouth. It's flipping, it's, I don't know, it's mush but what as you even swallow it that's what kind of junk food is isn't it that's kind of like what happens with crisps or anything like this so yeah. you're putting very yeah. very low volume very fast digesting sort of food through the body and it's very aggressive on the guts as well and all this kind of stuff and then in terms of health in general in terms of your energy levels in terms of your feelings of well-being in terms of your vitamin and mineral intake which then that has impacts and effects on every single system in your entire body how you look how you feel how you perform how you think every single thing you'll probably sleep better if you're fuller and you've got better energy levels as well you know, so it's it's literally 1,000 caveats. For the pure fat yeah. loss, yes. Yeah. But for everything else, um, kind of no, isn't it? Because the calories yeah. Might, yeah. Might, might all be the same for the fat loss, but the foods for the person, in, yeah. in reality, when we zoom out and we look at the full picture, the foods for the person are definitely not all the same. No. And, and you know, I, I still know that. Um, but I just wanted to make the absolutely clear that that calories there aren't really well there are bad calories and good calories. It's hard to put this into words, isn't it? It's not black uh, and white, is it? There's always buts. No, no. But what I was trying to say is that a deficit is a deficit, regardless yes. of what you've actually eaten or drunk. And the the other things that spring to mind when I'm talking about this is. Um, things like, um, you know, I, I know that we've not been very many places over the last year or so, but say that you were out with a friend and you were drinking a pint of beer and having a bag of crisps. Somebody mm-hmm. say to you, I thought you were on a diet. Oh, yes. Now, that bit always interests me. I thought you were on a diet. The answer, I am on a diet. Well, you can't be because you're drinking a pint of beer and having a bag of crisps. And I find that really fascinating. And you could talk about that for a long time, but it's, it's, in, the, it's in the same ballpark, isn't it? That who said that you can't have a pint of beer and a bag of crisps if you're on a diet? Because at Not the end I. of the day, it's all calorie-based. And, you know, your sentence, which is, you know, the biggest, most profound thing that affected me as part of the Six Steps to Slim is you can eat anything you like, but not everything you like. And it comes back again to this, you know, if you've got enough calories left in that day or over a two-day period or however you're working it out to have a pint of beer and a bag of crisps, that doesn't mean you're not going to lose weight. It doesn't mean that you're going to put on weight. It doesn't mean that you're going to stay the same. It's all about whether you're in a calorie deficit, no matter what it is that you've eaten or drunk. And I think it was all of that that I wanted to sort of explore today. It is a fascinating subject, isn't it? And I will say mm. that when I first started learning about nutrition, that ne- that was even less than today thought to be the case. Now it's proven mm. definitely to be the case. But when I started learning about nutrition, most people still thought if you didn't eat healthy, you'd just be overweight. And it and there was a lot about carbs and there was a lot about insulin levels and all this kind of stuff. Um, and there has been over time. But we do as we learn more about 
nutrition as more science comes out over time and better and better science we start understanding clearer what are the main variables and what affects what and we start to get a clearer picture then yeah it's definitely true that the calorie deficit regardless of foods eaten equals the fat loss result and this this makes it easy for people in some ways because it means you don't have to worry about what you eat as much as you might think you can eat the foods mm. that you like you really can you can eat the foods yeah. that make you feel good yeah if you want a little snack you can if you drink a beer what will happen nothing <laughs> yeah. will it like like yesterday literally i ate pizza today number one i'm still slim it's okay because <laughs> it's, yeah. 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 it's only one day but i'm eating healthy today and i'll eat healthy tomorrow and probably look to be fair probably the next day Probably, yeah, yeah, probably the next day. Yeah. yeah, a good amount of days I'll eat healthy. And then what will that pizza be in the grand scheme? Not much. So who says no. you can't eat? Who says you can't have a beer or do this or that on diets? People do. Like, for yeah. example, if you if you join Joe Wicks's plan, they um, – is that is that the one where they say you, you're not allowed alcohol? Is that right? I don't um, know. That's one of the few ones that I've never actually looked into. On the spot, I've flipping forgotten, but Joe Wicks says, somebody somebody will be screaming at me through the internet now saying, it's this, because I've, I've even got the flipping Joe Wicks plans, but it's been that long since I've read He either says you can't have alcohol or you can't have desserts. And I feel on, while, while you're on the plan, because he calls one of them empty calories. And I, my, my point always was, which is why I remember this, whatever the opposite one was, they're both kind of non-nutritious calories, but there's not necessarily anything overall worse about a glass of wine yeah. than a brownie, yeah. is there? Is it calories? Yeah. Yes. Is it affecting the body? Yes. But overall, if you fit it in, it's going to be fine, isn't it? It's going to be yeah. fine. Yeah. And, that, and that's it, isn't it? You know, I've just mentioned now that, um, you know, you go to a pub, you have a pint of beer and a bag of crisps and people ask you whether you're still on your diet or whatever. But I know, and you know, that quite often it doesn't stop with the one pint of beer and the bag of crisps. That's the problem, mm. that you have the pint of beer and you want another pint of beer and another mm. pint of beer and then you want another bag of crisps. So there's, there's all the, um, uh, what do I mean, the emotional side of it and the what it actually does to your body, that it is sort of addictive, really, having the... Um, the beer, I think, you know, it's hard to have a beer and then go on to Diet Coke. Oh, might, well, I'm saying it's hard. It might be for some people. It might not be for other people. And I guess True. that, you know, if you're the designated driver, you might fancy one pint and then you don't have any more, etc. But mm-hmm. it, what I'm saying is it's not actually going to fill you up or make you think, oh, I've had that one pint. That's it. I'm absolutely satisfied now. It, it usually or may often lead to you having more so there's loads of reasons why you should have your uh, calorie intake in better calories but the the whole point of it that i'm trying to get across in this uh, discussion is that you can have beer and crisps and still be on a diet and still lose weight and that's the that's the key thing and i think you know, people will say things such as, I've not lost any weight this week, I think it must be that pint of beer that I had, or I've not lost any weight this week, it must have been that Kit Kat that I had, or it must have been that um, those two apples that I had, or it must have been, you know, and you just can't really say that, can you? No, because you definitely can't pinpoint one thing because it's everything in context, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but at popular swimming clubs that we all know about, they will ask you if you've not lost weight that week, what junk food you've eaten or whether you've eaten this or that. So it might be kind of like pre-programmed into people to try and 
look for a and humans just like reasons behind things yeah. don't we so we're just you just we're just looking for one specific pinpoint it was this when really it wasn't it was it was the whole thing together and it's interesting what you're talking about because it's a very important point because it's a balance between these things isn't it of having the beer yeah. and crisps or chocolate or whatever your niceties and pleasantries may be and having the healthy food as well and if you do that you know it actually goes better which is the funny thing it's not like oh you can have beer and crisps no if you do have beer and crisps in your diet it will go better because you won't be as restricted and then you will be able to keep it up for longer and then longer trying equals more weight loss and habit change so it goes yeah it goes better with balance so it's not even that you can have chocolate or crisps or whatever your thing is that you enjoy it's that you should be fitting those yeah. things in and you should be wary of plans that don't let you do that or you should at least understand that the plan that you're choosing there is not sustainable which sometimes is not a bad thing sometimes you could yeah. hop onto a short-term hardcore plan and just think all right i'm going to lose a bit quick and then i'll switch to something more sustainable all right yeah. but yeah. i'm sure you get what i mean overall yeah but I think um, I think that's the difference that I found. And it was some years ago, so this might have changed now. But that was the difference that I found between Weight Watchers and Slimming World. That Slimming World, at least with Slimming World, although you can eat um, unlimited amounts of certain foods, the foods that you can eat unlimited amounts of are foods that are healthy. You know, yeah. the proteins and the um, well, the, the the natural foods. That that's how I describe whole it. foods. Yeah, Whereas, and they're they're less palatable foods as well. So they're not as those desired inducing foods etc no no but they are quite often really filling foods you know you can yeah yeah filling foods of, yeah and filling foods and foods that are good for you and healthy whereas with weight watchers what i found and the reason i could never stick with weight watchers is that you were just given an amount of points to use and you could use those points on anything now it i'm sort of contradicting things really when i've said about you can eat anything you like but not everything you like but what what i mean is there wasn't anything underneath it all talking about health and well-being. It was just, there you are, you've got 15 Ooh, points to you. Oh, yes, so okay. In, in theory, you could choose to eat those 15 points in Mars bars. And yeah. you could eat them in Mars bars, and that's a tick in the box. I've had 15 today, and the day after, I've had 14 today because I've had uh, you know a few less Mars bars today. But there was never anybody saying... As I say, I'm I'm talking years ago now, so it may well be that this isn't the case. And I'm I'm not I'm not dissing anybody, and I don't think we're in the business of dissing any other group. It's just my experiences with other groups, and I can just remember, you know, with Weight Watchers, there was no discussion as to, however, you'll get a lot more for your points if you have a chicken breast and and some vegetables than you will from a Mars bar. It was more a here's a book with all the points in. You're allowed fifteen points spend them on whatever you want whereas with our program we sort of do that we say here's your calories spend it on what you want you can have anything you want but not everything you want but alongside it all we're talking all the time aren't we about however and like you said at the beginning there's so many howevers as to however you know we encourage you to eat um you know a chunk of your calories in protein because it will make you fuller and it will make you healthier and etc etc we encourage you to um not you know to try to see the difference between snacking and hunger etc etc it's a much wider program isn't it than just saying here's your calories off you go spend them as you like come back to me and tell me when, when you've lost some weight yep you're exactly right we we take everything to account and try and look at the bigger picture 
that is why, firstly, all of our podcasts are flipping an hour odd long, and we've only got one point. <laughs> we only talk about one, we only talk about one thing, and we go back and forth about it for ages because we and and this is why my educational videos are not thirty seconds long either. I don't say it's this. I, I actually yeah. talk to you about the full subject and the this and that's and the buts and the howevers, not just do this, suck it up and deal with it, but let's talk about the full thing. And there's a lot to it, isn't it? This is also why yeah. the, the program is called the six steps to slim, not the one step to slim or the calorie counting or control to slim. Although mm-hmm. calorie counting and control calorie management is step one, that's step number one, and you're not allowed to step two until you've done number one. <laughs> so you gotta no. do that. You know, you gotta do the thing. We still keep that as the fundamental. It's still the basic. It's still the most important. But and it's all these buts and howevers. There's more to it than just that, isn't there? There's more to it than just that. Yes, you can just bring your calorie intake down, and you can eat whatever you want. And yes, your weight will come down. But in the long term, even even for your weight management at the end. So in in the short term, I would have to say, yes, it, it, you could make it work out. You could just eat a load of crap, but just not eat much crap. And then your weight will come down, literally. But in the long term for your weight management as well, that's just going to be so difficult, isn't it? And in terms of your health, in terms of your energy levels, in terms of your hunger, in terms of your digestion, in terms of your metabolism, in terms of you know ed, ed, everything and anything else. Well, you're just, everything you're just basically going to feel crap, aren't you? That's it. You're just going to feel crap. I think if you just literally live on junk food full stop. Well, yeah, you'd have every vitamin and mineral deficiency in the world, yeah. <laughs> basically, wouldn't yeah. you? There was there was a guy yeah. in the news maybe like two years ago who went, who went blind because he only ate sausages. He only yeah. ate like sausages and chips and he went flipping blind from like vitamin E deficiency or something. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, like pirates on ships, they used to get scurvy because they didn't eat any fruit, isn't it? It doesn't happen yeah. these days much because we have fortified foods and stuff like that. But it's just the yeah. point that just the, the actual food matters doesn't it the actual yeah. food matters yeah, yeah. And, I, and i think that's it you know that's that's the sort of bringing it round full circle that particular subject is you know yes you can eat your calories in whatever you like and as long as you're in calorie deficit you will lose weight however that is not recommended in any kind of long term <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe one day you know maybe you've got a day where you're here there and everywhere You've not got enough time to have a proper meal, so you have, you know, some sort of bar for your breakfast and some sort of bar at lunchtime and some sort of bag of crisps and another bar at tea time. And yeah, you know, you've hardly had any calories. You go to bed and that's it. But doing that, yeah, kind nothing of had thing, happened. No, nothing had happened. You you might go to bed hungry or you might go to bed feeling sick or you might whatever. But nothing is going to happen to you, and you will have had a low calorie day. So in the scheme of things, yeah, you know, you could end up losing some weight that week because of um of what you've actually done on that day. But long-term and um, in advisory terms, it's not something that you would advise someone to do on a long-term basis, is it? No, and that's what we're that's what we're about at Slum Society, aren't we? We're not we're not only about who can get the fastest fat loss result or who can eat the most crap and still lose weight. It's not that it's not that game we're playing. We play the health yeah. and happiness game, and we've we've mentioned so many times on podcasts that our members have multitude and varieties of different goals, like health improvement goals and energy level goals and confidence and control goal. Everything, loads of things, yeah. not just 
pure fat loss. We, our people are trying to be healthier and happier and we're trying to help them do that. And yes, okay, for the fat loss specifically, calories is number one, but that's usually only people part of people's goal. That's only usually part of what they want. They also want to feel good. They also, you know, all these, all these things that can come from healthy eating and healthy foods, the feelings of control, the feelings of even success, if it's one of your goals, can come from actually achieving what you, what you are actually set out to do. There's more to it than just that. There's more to it than just that, isn't there? Um, if it was as simple as, like one of the things you mentioned earlier was it's not just about setting the calories and okay, go. If it was that simple, if people just joined the program and they, I just, I, they just say to me, how many calories should I eat? And I say, probs about this many. And they go, oh, okay. And then what? They just Bye, go do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then what? You just go do it. No. Yeah. Everybody knows it's, it is that simple, but it's not that easy. Otherwise, you would have already gone and done it. You can get a flipping BMR calculator online. Just Google yeah. what is yeah, what is my calorie requirement. Just flipping Google that. It'll come up with Harris Benedict equation or something. Even Google that if you want. Anything. Anything. Calorie maintenance calculator. Google that. Put your stats in. It'll give you an estimation. Eat less than that. Your weight will go down. It's not magic. Yeah. That's why That's yeah. why on my flipping... On my linkedin profile which if anybody's listening to this add me on linkedin why not um connor Rhodes. it says under my name it says weight management magician and i'm fully taking the piss because there's no there's no magic involved <laughs> there's literally zero magic so i've put weight management yeah. magician and a little wizard um, <laughs> it's, makes um it, but it's, it's just a joke it's interesting all that though because as per usual when we start these discussions it always sparks off other thoughts for me and, and you as well i think um, when you've just said, you know, it's not always about the weight loss. And that's what I posted in the group this week, wasn't it? About me going on that walk with my husband. Um, oh, it was a big win. Go on, tell, tell us, it, tell us it, a little bit of the story because it was a big you know, win. It, well, it was massive. I mean, you know, I've, I'm a person who has never really done any exercise. I certainly never gone um, properly to a gym or anything like that as far as exercise is concerned. But I've also never really enjoyed walking. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Partly the weight related that I found it difficult to um, to walk any any um, uh, what do I mean any any length of time. I've, I've found it difficult getting mm-hmm. out of breath, my, my joints aching, my back hurting, all that kind of stuff. And I've never really got anything out of it from a pleasure perspective. But recently, I have started enjoying walking, which is a whole different subject, and that's not really what I want to talk about. But um the other day um my husband said to me you know shall we go on this walk i've looked it up and it's this that that and that and you you end up at this place and it was a familiar place that he said we ended up at so i said yeah okay then and we set off and we started walking across this field where there was like not really a path and there was a drop down one side and and everything and it was a hundred percent outside my comfort zone in every way but the biggest things were there were three styles that we came across. I had to climb over. And mm. I, I know, and he absolutely knows, although he hadn't been on this walk before, to be fair to him, and he didn't know that there were these styles. But we got to this style, and I just said, you know that I can't climb over, things like that. And I, I never could because I couldn't lift my weight up to step over this style, number one. Number two, I was too wide to mm-hmm. get through the, the slight gap in the the wall where the style was and I couldn't climb down the other side either because I felt that my weight had just made me go flying down the other side and so this time you know I had two choices either turned around and walked back again or I tried to walk through this style and well I just walked through it I walked through it I got through it without squashing myself through it 
I climbed through quite easily. You know, he held my hand as I went through, but went through. And I get, got down the other side, and I was like, ooh, I've just done the style. I've just done the style. <laughs> and well then, so, oh, my oh my God, there's another one coming up. I'm thinking, oh, I could do one. I don't know about two. And then there was a third. <laughs> so there were three styles. But then we came to Amazing. this stream, this stream running down where you had to walk on stepping stones. Never, ever, ever, ever have I had the confidence to do that at all. And there was only sort of two, maybe three stepping stones. It was quite narrow, but the thought of crossing over on these stepping stones just filled me with horror. And once again, you know, my husband said, you know, I'll go across the other side and I'll hold my hand out and you can do it, you can do it. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he's like, you can, you can, you can do it. And I crossed over and we got to the other side. And not only did I feel like just absolutely amazing, but my husband said to me, I'm so proud of you. 12 months ago, you would never have done that. You would never, ever have even attempted any of those things. And yes, it's weight-related, isn't it? Of course it's weight-related because I've lost the weight, therefore I thought I would fit through. Um, but it's, it's the confidence that I've got. It's the, uh, the fact that I haven't got as much weight to lift up and climb over something. Uh, and I ended up posting that in our group because... It's nothing to do with weight loss, really, as in I didn't, wasn't announcing that I'd lost another two pound or got into the next stone or anything. But what I was saying to everybody is, as a result of losing the weight, I've now gone and climbed over three styles and across a, steam on, uh, a stream on stepping stones. And that's absolutely massive. And I, I was so happy all day about that. All day, I just kept thinking, I just can't believe that I've walked, walked over three styles and, and crossed over that stream. I just can't believe that I've done that. So it's, um, they're big things. They're, they're, they're the same as when I wrote to you and told you that I'd been able to fasten my shoelaces. Once again, you know, there's, there's so many people who think, what is she on about? What kind of a person is she? Fasting the shoelaces is a big achievement. Well, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people in our group when I posted that who said, yeah. yeah, that's one of my goals. One of my goals is to be able to fasten my own shoelaces. So they're, they're small things and massive things as well. It's massive. It's adventure and it's freedom, isn't it? You're, you're, you're having huge achievements that have come for the weight loss because really, really people don't want to lose weight. Firstly, they just want the weight gone. They don't actually want to lose the weight, do they? That's hassle. They just want the weight gone. And why do you want the weight gone? Because it must be getting in the way of something, either your yeah. health or your happiness or your freedom or your, so for a lot of people, you're right. It's movement and mobility. We have loads of people with movement and mobility goals. And I used to be a personal trainer for 10 years and I used to train people all the time where if they sat on the floor, they couldn't get back up on their own and all this type of mm -hmm. stuff. And it's, it's for and people with terrible knee injuries and hip problems and stuff. And it is fulfilling to help people be able to just move more. And now you can explore more of the world, can't you? And you can go in more places than you ever thought you could. Amazing. Yeah. Imagine where you're going to go when you go on holiday. You might even go I on hiking. I know, <laughs> hiking trips or stuff through, yeah. through wild and wondrous countries. Look at you. Look at you. I just can't, can't imagine going on holiday and packing my walking shoes. I never possessed a pair of walking shoes up until Christmas. <laughs> I, had, I had some for a Christmas present, and now I've just got them on every single day when I go out for a walk. Thinking, ooh, look at me with walking shoes on. Think so, how much more yeah. you'll see, though. Think how much more you'll see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's interesting. All right. So do you think we, we've covered that point number one? Um, yes. And check that yes, one I off. I think we have. 
Yeah. Yeah. Calories are the main crux of it and the main variable, aren't they? But the yeah. the calories might be king, but the food quality is queen. And the other Yeah. Yes. The other the other steps to slim, they're the king's counsellors. <laughs> determining whether yeah. the king's yeah. campaign is full of success or full of struggle. Isn't Ooh. it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, yes. Then. Yeah. All right then. And did did you say you had a few more things? Um um, I've Lined got up. one more. I've got one more question, but you know whether that's just a straightforward answer or whether it, it isn't. Um, All right. The question. The question, and it's about calories, so I thought it tied in with um, with the subject of today. So you say um, over and over again, and as we've said in the past, this is not your um, creation or, dis- or, or or what do I mean? You've not invented what I'm about to say. You just tell us because it's a fact. Or is it? That's my question, really. Um, okay. As to you say, you have to lose, or, or anybody, everybody, um, has to be three thousand five hundred in deficit, three hundred five, three thousand five hundred calories in deficit to lose one pound of body fat. That's what you say. That's what you say because that is what the science says, and that's what yep. the you know the reality is. Or is it again? So what my question is, um, we use those words, 3,500 calorie deficit makes you lose a pound of body fat. Um, So quite a lot of people, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, think, well, over seven days, that's 500 calories under my maintenance. Therefore, I could lose a pound a week by going 500 under maintenance. My question is, if that is the case, and if that is true, how can some people lose three four five pounds in one week it would mean that they were living on fresh air for that week and running a marathon every single day in order to get however many times three thousand five hundred calories are uh, times the four pounds or the five pounds so how can they do that if it's three thousand five hundred deficit to lose one pound Ooh, 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 that's a real good one. So yes, you are right. And I loved your wording um, because you said it's 3,500 calories under maintenance or deficit created, whatever you want to call or term it, to lose one pound of body fat, fat being the key word there, body fat, but losing one pound of weight. That's not the same thing necessarily. There's more There's more than one way to lose weight. And when you start to diet, your weight changes for more reasons than just body fat. Absolutely, definitely. Like we after, after this conversation, I will be lighter than when I started this conversation because I'm stood up pacing slowly. So I'll have done some step count and I'm also talking um, to you. So I'll be losing moisture through my mouth, <laughs> essentially. So I'll be dehydrating steadily, meaning at the end of this conversation, I'm slightly lighter. Have I lost fat? Well, no, because I only just ate before we started <laughs> this uh, mm-hmm this podcast so i'm not losing fat because i've got food in me right now i'm digesting food so i can't be losing fat not at this minute so your weight changes for many many different things so yes it's 3500 deficit per pound of fat loss but Mm -hmm. when someone enters a calorie deficit you're exactly right some people lose a stone in the first week 
Sometimes that's the most I've ever seen or heard of, but some people, it happens. You're right. People on our program all the time, you join the program, you get a really good result at the beginning. People lose five pound first week, four pound second week, don't they? Chipping away yeah. huge amounts of weight. How is this happening? You're exactly right. If it was five pound a week weight loss, you'd need a 2,500 calorie deficit per day. <gasps> that's higher than some people's calorie maintenance. So how can that be a thing? Exactly. They'd have yeah. to be on four calories per day. You're right. Oh my God. It's, it's just because literally all the weight that you lose is just not body fat. You also lose um, water from, f from less. So as, as you eat food and you eat carbohydrates and things like this, this gives you water retention. So as you eat less food, you will, you will lose, you'll lose water retention. You'll lose bloating. Um, you lose carbohydrate stores. You'll lose food weight and food volume from inside your actual stomach. Yeah. So, you know, like if there's food on a plate, that food weighs something. If you eat that, yeah. regardless of whether it turns into fat or not, it's in you. Yeah. <laughs> and food and food can take 24 or more hours to come out. So some people are eating a lot of food before they start a diet. They're eating a lot of food volume. So they've got a lot of actual food in them. They're eating a lot of carbs. Eating carbs gives you water retention. Like every time you eat one gram of carbs, you store three grams of water. That's the way it goes. Which is why, so, which is why my friend says she can't eat pasta. Oh, in what way? In, in exactly that, because when she eats pasta, she massively bloats out and gets water, massive water retention. So that comes back to what I was saying earlier about her. Yeah, it, that could also be a digestion thing, depending on what she means on yeah. the bloating. It could also be a gluten thing, or it could be a a fiber thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It could be, but yeah. but you're exactly right. Yeah, some people they say, oh, when I eat carbs, my weight goes up, so I just don't eat mm. them. And it's like, mm, no, it's more like when you're not eating carbs, your weight's at an artificial low. This is why low carb diets and keto diets yield even more weight loss originally at the beginning of diets because they cut carbs even more. We're just like a healthy eating balanced sort of plan, aren't we? We just every, yeah. everything in moderation sort of plan. But a keto or a low carb, they they cut carbs very, very drastically. This not only cuts your food volume down, but when that happens, it cuts your water retention down. Slowly, you start to lose carbs out of your muscles when you do that as well. And that cuts your water retention down further. So the weight is screaming off at the beginning. It's absolutely, it's your weight loss graph looks like it's just gone skydiving. It's just <laughs> screaming to the bottom, but it's only really losing water retention. Um, people get less bloating as well. Cause like I said, bloating and the water retention can be a, a, a related point or different points. Like the, the amount of food that you eat contributes to something called gastric load, which is the amount of pressure that's on, on your actual stomach. And then this can cause bloating and stuff. So we've all had those feelings of when we've eaten like a takeaway or something, you wake up the next day, you're, or you've, you've eaten a takeaway and a few drinks, you wake up the next day, you're four pound up or five pound up. Yeah. 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 There, so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. This is, this is the same thing. This is the same thing, but for the opposite reason. So how can possibly your weight go up by four or five pound after a takeaway and two beers? Is it because you gained four or five pound of pure fat? No, you probably gained a little bit of fat and you can actually work out if you know what your calorie maintenance level is or how fast your metabolism is. Same thing like all of our members do. And you know roughly what you ate or you could guess it ish like all of our members can, then you can actually tell how much pure body fat you gained by how much you went over that calorie maintenance, by how much of a calorie surplus, not deficit, was created. So if you go 500 calories over what you should have eaten, 
you know that'll be it'll be one seventh of a pound of fat gained or something. So it, you know, um, if you go one thousand calories over and you think, oh my god, that's loads, it's like eh, a bit. It's a bit less than a third of a pound of fat gained, but your weight might be yeah. up four pound. So why is it up yeah. that four pound? Probably because you've just ingested. It's probably a load of carbs in there as well. So you've got loads of water retention. Probably you're a bit bloated, apart from and including that water retention because your digestion's probably not too happy with what you've just eaten. You've probably had a big heavy meal as well, quite a lot of actual food volume. So that's weighing you down. There's also lots of sin as well, which draws water into you. So it makes you feel hydrated, but it actually draws water in and gives you more water retention with the super high and salt intake. And everything that you're saying though is, is really hard, isn't it? Because we have weighing scales. We don't have fat weighing scales, do we? And although we, you know, there are scales that say that they weigh your fat, I think you've always said in the past that they're not that accurate. So it's, it's mm-hmm. hard when all you've got to go on is the numbers on the scales. So therefore, you know, you look at the scales and think, like, like you say, I've had a takeaway. Oh, my God, I've put on four pounds. There's nothing that the scales don't go, don't worry, though. It's not fat, really. It's only this, you know, don't keep smiling, you're fine. You know? <laughs> no, that's my you job. That. <laughs> that's know, where I come in. Scales <laughs> and, and think, oh, my God, I've put on four pounds. So it's, um, yeah. It causes it, a lot of people hard, to quit that, it? doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it causes a lot of people to to quit dieting in general because they they yeah. eat really well throughout the entire week and the weight goes down one or two pound. Then they eat a takeaway and a beer on a Saturday and the weight goes up four pound and they're like, Fah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> they think, and oh my god, hard, this is never going to happen. That's hard mentally, isn't it? And that and that's why um, you know we've said before that people on um, slimming programs where you go and get weighed in a class don't eat anything all day that day to make sure that when they get on the scales yeah that the the, the scales give them the lowest possible number um and and so they don't eat that day and then as soon as they leave the class they all go and pile into the chinese takeaway because you know I've, i've achieved what i wanted to as in the scales have gone down but now I'm absolutely starving because I'm not eating anything all day. So I'll just go and have a Chinese takeaway, a couple of beers and a, um, a chocolate bar because I can now and I'm starving and all the rest of it. And I'm not going to get weighed again for another week, which is a whole different subject again. But it's the same thing, isn't it? It's the same short term weight manipulation and change. Yes. Like the yeah. the same the same thing that's causing somebody's weight to jump up when they're dieting by a few pounds after they've eaten a takeaway or a few beers and like we're saying you wake up the next day you're three four pounds heavier if you've got weight to lose and and usually it's because of proportionality the more weight somebody's got to lose the more of a drop they'll get at the beginning if you've got weight to lose you're probably in you well you're you're eating more calories than your body requires pretty consistently aren't you otherwise why is the weight there to lose so then when people go into a calorie deficit it's cleaning up the diet, it's removing carbs, it's removing bloating, it's removing food volume, it's removing gastric load, it's removing more than just calories as well, you know. And then this is just less pressure on the body. So the same way that the weight bloats up with poor eating, and I'm, I'm talking about weight, but not necessarily, not necessarily and specifically body fat, yeah. it, comes down, it comes down with good eating. And, and yes, it, in in a week where somebody, let's say somebody joins the six steps to slim, it's quite common. They'll lose four, five, six pounds in the first week. It's, it's because they've dropped their calorie intake. Some of that, it, it's water, like we said, bloating, carbs. Some of it's body fat, though, because I will also say 
that when somebody lose if somebody joins the six steps of slim they lose six pound in the first week i know and they will know by watching the educational videos that that's not all body fat it is no. some other stuff as well but but you only drop all that other stuff by dropping the calories in the first place so yeah. it's more like the more weight somebody loses at the start of a dietary change that shows me more like the level of change their calorie intake has made not yeah. necessarily how much not necessarily how much deficit was created but how much their calorie intake has changed if they if somebody loses 6 pounds in the first week probably they've made quite a lot of changes <laughs> to their calorie yeah. intake how much of it how much of it was deficit and body fat at that minute it's too early and too hard to tell the coming weeks will tell but a big a big weight drop and and I specify weight drop not fat drop but a big weight drop shows to me a big calorie intake change and then keep keeping going with that forward it should be it should be on a good track for for continued results there yeah yeah yep get all that understand all that yeah did did all right did that make sense then did that answer the question um yes which it, was it did answer which the was question. why did... it did answer yeah sorry no sorry you go it did answer the question. It's um, it's just the mental psychological side of it is hard to grasp, isn't it? Because you know, if you're, um, it, well, once again, a whole different subject, really, but about comparing yourself to other people, which you shouldn't, but people do. That you know, when you look in the group and somebody um, who has been doing the program for a while puts on there that they've lost like three pounds that week, you know. I I always think to myself, how did you do it? How did you lose it when you've been on this program for so long? You're not in the first couple of weeks, but you've lost three pounds in one week. How on earth did you do that? But then quite often when you look deeper into it, you realise that actually they've sort of, in inverted commas again, fallen off the wagon for the week before and eaten everything under the sun and sort of lost the plot and all the rest of it. And then they've, they've gone on to it again. So in theory, they are back into week one again. Um, and therefore the stuff that they're losing is the water and the food volume and, and all the rest of it. Um, and, and or that they have got a lot of weight to lose as well. So um, their calorie maintenance is probably quite a lot higher than the calorie maintenance number that you've actually given them. Uh, yes, that is a, that is a uh, specificity of how the program works. You're exactly yeah. right. And, and yep, yeah, you're exactly right. This also has to be understood for people when they even go to calorie maintenance because basically like we're discussing calorie intake and water retention are related so if you eat a low calorie intake you have low levels of water retention on average if you eat a medium calorie intake you have a medium level of water retention if you eat a high calorie intake like after these junk food days when you wake up the next day you've got a high level of water retention and you pounds up on the scale so when somebody's in a calorie deficit and they're eating well their weight is coming down yes but the weight that you see on the actual scale is kind of lower than what your actual weight normally would be if you were the size that you are, but you were eating the amount that you should eat to stay the same or calorie maintenance, if that makes sense. So when you're in a calorie deficit, your weight's a little bit lighter than it quote unquote really 
is. So then when people listen to us and they learn through the program that they should take maintenance breaks and diet breaks and they should eat a bit more on purpose sometimes for the whole host of reasons we've been through a million times, even when they eat calorie maintenance, their weight jumps up a little bit sometimes. And has their body fat jumped up? No, not if you haven't gone into a calorie Mm. surplus and eaten too much. But has their weight gone up? Yes. Why? Because they've eaten more food, more carbs, they have more water retention, you've got more food volume weighing you down, you probably had more salts and all this kind of business. All of this, all of this kind of business yeah. is more to your weight than just your body fat. Like when you step on the scale, that people have to understand you are not checking how much body fat you've got or what you've eaten. Yeah. You're checking how much everything you've got. And you're a lot more than just body fat, aren't we, as humans? It doesn't matter how much body fat you've got. You've got a lot more than just that going on mm-hmm. as a person, definitely. And I would say as one of my final points on this, how do we get people around this then and how do we help them with this mindset you're saying of understanding that your weight can go up and change and go up and down <sighs> kind of some, sometimes to do with your food quality sometimes to do with your food quantity sometimes neither sometimes it's to do with your hormones sometimes it's illness sometimes it's how you've slept isn't it we uh-huh. we get people around this by by getting them to weigh themselves more often not less and yeah. then viewing the average trend these two points yeah. are very important. So we get we get people to view to weigh themselves more than once a week, more like two or three times a week, because that's how you create an average trend. That's a better one. Um, in a quicker time frame, anyway. And then people see that some days you eat healthy and you stick to a good eating plan, but the next day when you weigh in, your weight goes up. <gasps> what i know that's because you're a person not a flipping plant or, or a rock this is because you, you lots of things happen and goes in and out of the human body it's a flipping complex thing you don't weigh the same every day this is a good learning point some days you eat crap and the next day your weight goes down <gasps> what i know education holy shit i know we're learning about the body can you believe it and then we get people to view the average trend so they'll see that yes if they eat crap on one day the weight shoots up but then oh two days later i do a little weigh in again i've been back on the plate oh my weight's back down all righty then and then what onwards and downwards to new lows isn't it so we get people out of it by helping them understand why this happens with a little bit of background education like we're talking about today understand how your body actually works then check it if you don't believe me flip and eat well and weigh in every single day if you want to and then watch what happens your weight will not go down every day some days it'll go up some days you'll have bloating from flipping hormones or who even knows what isn't it? Loads of just things just happen as a person that just causes change in your body. And what we're really looking for is a, is an average trend over a couple of weeks, which way is your weight going? That's what yeah. I'm always looking for. Cause I can tell what's happening with your body fat levels because body fat loss is quite slow, kind of whether we like it or not. Yes. You can lose a lot of this water weight. You can lose a lot of this carb weight. If you want to do a low carb diet, slash your calories really low, but after a while, unless you've got loads of weight to lose, everybody's fat loss really settles down to like one to three pounds a week, depending on how much weight you've got to lose. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it really? It always set, it yeah. always settles down to there. That, that's why you, you're, you were thinking quite rightly, oh my God, this person's been on the six step system for a while. How have they just lost five pounds in one week? Maybe you're right. Maybe they had a, a bad week the week before. Maybe they weren't on it that much. So the weight bumped up by one pound to go to calorie maintenance and then two more. So maybe they were three pounds up and they've lost that three pounds of just water retention weight and then two pounds of being on it, actual body fat loss and weight as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the bigger picture always, isn't it? It's everything in context. Always, yeah, yeah, it is. Ooh, all right then, Lynn, what do you think? 
that's covered all my points, my dear. Has it? Good, yes, that's covered all my points as well. Um, I appreciated your uh, final question there that you just threw in, because that was a really good one, and I'm sure, the, <laughs> I'm sure the listeners got a lot out of that too, so that was really appreciated. Um, shall I give us a little summary and close the show then? Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I can see that we've got two voice recorded messages have come in on the stereo app where we are live and we do not play these messages. So I've said this a thousand times. And I'll say it again. Send your messages into slumsociety.co.uk. If you've got questions or comments or you want me and Lynn to talk about anything, or you can just tell us a story about you and then ask us to discuss it. We'll go back and forth and we'll help you. Or if you want help from us, if you're interested in joining Slum Society and the Six Steps of Slum program, again, go to slumsociety.co.uk. You can check out who we are and what we do and how we can help you. We really appreciate you listening to the show today and we will be back. We're back multiple times a week. With different shows, sometimes different guests, always me and Lynn coming at you as well with topics of conversation for information, education, motivation. I think that's the end, Lynn. What do you think, my dear? Yep, that's it, my dear. I'm going to go for a walk now. You can go for your walk. Yes, I'm going for my COVID jab. (laughs) All right, hip, hip, hooray, toodaloo. (laughs) Okay, bye then, Connor. Bye. (laughs) Bye, bye, bye. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, bye.